Hello, nature lovers. Do you love to read books like I do? I've always enjoyed reading books ever since I was a kid, especially books about nature. Unfortunately, as I get older, I find myself with less and less time to sit down with a good book. I've solved that problem with Audible. Audible allows you to listen to your favorite titles while you are driving at the gym, taking a walk, wherever you are. With all the latest titles, you'll have quite a selection to choose from. And they have podcasts, too. Start listening today with a free 30-day trial. To get your free 30-day trial, go to the show notes and click on the link. Happy listening. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Nature Wanderer podcast. I'm your host, Paul, and today I want to tell you about what I've been watching. You see, I have a sliding glass door on my bedroom. It's off my bedroom, and there's a patio right outside that sliding glass door. And today, while I was getting some things done around the house, I'm watching my dogs, and they're just staring out that window out that door. And that's not unusual for them. Sometimes in the morning before I even get out of bed, my dog, one of the two, will be kind of shoving their head in between the curtains and just laying there staring outside, watching the morning, watching what's going on out there. Hey, there might be something good. Well, this time, it was middle of the day, the curtains were open, and they're just sitting there staring both of them. And they kept staring and staring. And that's not unusual. Sometimes they just sit there and watch the birds or maybe there's an animal out there. But this time, my one dog started almost growling and she then jumped up on the window and I knew, okay, there's something out there. And sure enough, I look out there and of course there was something. It was a small chipmunk. Yeah, we get chipmunks in our property every once in a while, and they like to hang out under the bird feeders eating the bird seed. And this chipmunk was almost teasing the dogs. I mean, it was just sitting there watching them. So it was almost like a staring contest. My dogs just wanted to get out there and get that chipmunk. Now, the chipmunks around here are usually faster than my dogs. They can always get away from them. But I always try to make sure that they're not around when I do let the dogs out because I don't want to take the chance that they will catch the chipmunk because knowing my one dog, probably kill it. Anyhow, these this chipmunk was just sitting there watching, waiting, just nibbling on some of the seed under my bird feeders. They always hang out around the bird feeders because the seeds drop when the birds are messy, and they'll just eat those seeds off the ground. So they start getting their winter stores ready, or if it's middle of summer, they'll be just enjoying a nice free meal, easy meal. Well, easy as long as you can avoid the dogs. 
it's almost comical sometimes. We'll be sitting out on our patio in the summertime and the dogs will be with us and they spot the chipmunk and they're sniffing around in the bush and all of a sudden the chipmunk comes out the other side of the bush, runs across the patio right in front of us and goes into the garden and the dogs are still over sniffing at the bush. So it's almost comical to watch these guys. It's almost better than watching the animated chipmunks like Elvin and the chipmunks or Chip and Dale. I don't know if you remember that from the old Disney cartoons. So these are animated chipmunks, but they do a pretty good job at making them look like real chipmunks. If you're unfamiliar with a chipmunk, they're like a small squirrel. As a matter of fact, some people call them a ground squirrel. And they are in the squirrel family. The family Ciridae, the family Ciridae includes your squirrels and your chipmunks and your groundhogs and some other animals. The kingdom, of course, like I said, animals, is animalia. The order is rodentia, your rodents. Yes, all these guys are in the rodent family. So the chipmunk is actually related to mice, rats, squirrels, groundhogs, even the beaver who is a rodent. So they're all in the same order the Rodentia order. So the name, the official scientific name, is Tamius striatus. And that's actually the eastern chipmunk. There are actually 25 species of chipmunks throughout the world. Only one of those species lives outside of the United States, and that's one that lives in Asia. No one's really sure, but they think it was kind of imported into Asia. So you get these species who traveled accidentally on a ship or sometimes they're brought on purpose. So that's how they believe it made it to Asia. No one really knows, but that's the theory. So you have one species in Asia. You have 23 species in the Western North America. And then that leaves one in Eastern North America. East of the Mississippi only has one species of chipmunk. And that would be, obviously, the Eastern chipmunk. So the Eastern chipmunk is the one known as Tamius striatus, which means the striped storer. You see, the chipmunk, they're probably about uh, a large mouse size, small rat. Okay, so they aren't very big. They're about seven to eight and a half inches long. And this is the eastern chipmunk I'm talking about. So they're about seven to eight and a half inches long, and that includes the tail, which accounts for about half the length of the chipmunk. So they're only about three and a half to four and a quarter inches long as far as the body goes, and then the rest of it is tail. So seven to eight and a half inches long, including the tail which is, like I said, about half the length. 
They have a reddish kind of brown fur. And then they have black and white stripes going along the side of their body. They only weigh about one to five ounces. And they do have a very short lifespan, only about two to three year lifespan. So it's not a very long one. Now, the name Striped Storer, we just learned where the striped part comes from. The storer part comes because, well, these guys are always storing their food. And I'll get into that in a little more detail later. But they do what we call caching their food, caching it away for the winter, C-A-C-H-E, cache. Now, where did the name chipmunk come from? Well, there's a lot of different stories. This is one of those name things that is kind of up in the air and no one really knows where exactly the name came from. There's a lot of different stories. Some say it came from the Chippewa word, which means chipmunk, which is chetmanan. Chetmanan. Kind of sounds a little like chipmunk. Others say it's because they make this chipping sound. The chipping sound is where they got the name chipmunk. Others say it's from an Ottawa, which is another Native American nation. The Ottawa word was jidmun. What? Basically, that word means red squirrel. Now, you hopefully know that there is such an animal called a red squirrel, but they saw this tiny little reddish-brown animal. They figured it was a squirrel, so they called it the red squirrel, and their name for it was Jinmun. Kind of sounds a little like chipmunk, I don't know. So no one really knows where it came from. Some people do call it the ground squirrel. Others call it a striped squirrel. But most people know it as the chipmunk. Now, the two most common chipmunks, most well-known, are the eastern, which, like I said, covers pretty much the eastern part of North America, up into Canada, the eastern part of the United States, east of the Mississippi. And then the other most common is the least chipmunk, which is a bit smaller than the eastern chipmunk. The eastern chipmunk is actually one of the larger species of chipmunk. So why does the small striped squirrel have these stripes? Well, the stripes are actually part of their camouflage. You've got a small little animal like this. They need a way to protect themselves from predators. They have a lot of predators. A lot of animals like to eat them. Birds of prey, fox, coyote, rats. A lot of animals will eat chipmunks. So they need a way to protect themselves. And first of all, these guys are really quick. Yeah, they are fast and agile. They can get away from most animals. I have seen my dog chase one before. She's never caught one. She's gotten close a few times, but never caught it because they are quick. The other way that they protect themselves is that stripe. Yeah, the stripes going down the side of the body helps them to blend in. They look like the dried grasses that they like to hide in. They look like the garden plants that they like to hide in. So they blend in very well because of those stripes on their side. 
It's part of their camouflage. Now, the male chipmunk is known as a buck, and the female is known as a doe. Where have you heard those terms before? Yeah, same as deer. So the chipmunk has the same names as the deer, same terminology. So male is a buck, female is a doe. Now, have you ever seen a chipmunk when they're running along and it looks like their face is swollen up? Usually that's when they are gathering food. You see, they have these pouches, internal pouches inside their cheeks. These pouches are made to help them gather food. You see, they don't have hands. They don't have pouches on their back. They don't have a backpack. They're not like bees with little pouches on their legs. So what they do is they put the food in their mouth, and because they're so small, they wouldn't be able to carry a lot. Nature gave them these pouches that help them to carry their food. So they shove the food in the pouch, they carry it back to wherever they're storing it in their den, and they put them in the stores, and then they go back out for more. Now, once again, small mouth, not a lot of food fits in there. Well, you'd be surprised. When they are gathering food, these pouches can actually fill up to make their face three times its normal width. So when you see these chipmunks that look like they have a big swollen fat face, it's because of the pouches are full of food. So the face can actually get to three times its width when these pouches, these internal cheek pouches, are full of food. And speaking of food, what are these guys eating? Like I said, I see them all the time underneath my bird feeders. They'll dart from my garden over to the bird feeder, back into the garden, and they're gathering the food underneath because they like to eat seeds. They also like to eat nuts, berries, fruits, sometimes flowers, mushrooms. They even eat insects, worms, snails. And sometimes they'll eat frogs, bird eggs, and small birds when they're on the ground. So these guys eat quite a wide variety. It makes them omnivores. Omnivores are animals that eat both plants and animals. And as you heard, these guys are eating both. So quite a wide variety in their diet. And what if the birds aren't as messy that day and there isn't a lot of food under the feeders? No problem for a chipmunk. They are excellent tree climbers. I actually have a really nice picture of a chipmunk halfway up my dead tree that I hang my feeders off of. Every once in a while, I will see them actually hanging on the feeders too. So they are good at climbing trees. They have claws that help them climb. Now, they are also good swimmers too. I've never seen them swim before, But people have told me that they've seen them swim, and all the research I've done on chipmunks says that they are excellent swimmers. Now, they do have a variety of habitats. They will live in the open field, like my property, or sometimes they will go into the woods. They can be up in the mountains. They can be down in the prairie. Depends on the species. You go out west, you'll find them in the desert as well. So you find them in all different habitats. 
And when they're out in the habitats, they have a wide variety of vocalizations. Yeah, they're great at communicating with each other and other animals too. After a while, you get to know what they're saying. So they do have a lot of different vocalizations. And here's actually what a chipmunk sounds like. Now, chipmunks are generally very solitary. I mean, I have seen more than one on my property in my yard, but I never see them together. I always see them alone. Yeah, there would be one at the feeder. He'll come up and eat something and then head off, and I see another one come from a different direction. He gathers what they want, and then they head on out, and then another one will come over. And So I have had at one time I've seen three chipmunks, but they've never been together. Yeah, they like being solitary. If you do see them together, a group of chipmunks is actually known as a scurry, S-C-U-R-R-Y. So a scurry of chipmunks, but like I said, most of the time, solitary. But the only time that you will see them together is during mating season. Now, mating season is usually twice a year, usually late spring and then again in early summer. So they will have two litters each year. And they have their litters in a den. Yeah, they actually dig a hole down in the ground. It's called their den or their burrow. And they have their litters down in the den. They raise them down there. Now, the litters can have four to five young. The gestation period, about 31 days. The females will raise the young all by themselves. Now, when the young are born, they're what we call altricial. Altricial, as opposed to precocial, are animals that are born pretty much helpless. They're naked, eyes are closed, and they're totally dependent on the parent or parents. In this case, it's the parent. Yeah, mom raises the young all by herself. Dad has nothing to do with raising the young. And usually about six weeks, they are out of the den and at about 8 to 10 weeks, they're totally independent. So it doesn't take long before they're off on their own, and then mom can get about well, the breeding again and have her second clutch that year. Now, the burrows that they are in, they're pretty extensive, much different than a groundhog burrow. And one of the main reasons is because of the hibernation thing. You see, groundhogs will use their burrows for protection, first of all, get away from danger, but also for hibernation. A groundhog goes into a hibernation where their body system slows down to a point where they're almost in a coma. And they'll sleep away the winter that way. Their heart rate slows down. Their breathing slows down. Their body temperature lowers. Everything goes into a slow pace so that they don't use up a lot of energy during the winter. Whereas a chipmunk, they go into a partial hibernation or what we call a torpor. 
this partial hibernation allows them to sleep away and store some of that energy for the winter, but they also wake up and go about their business. On a really warm winter day, you may actually see a chipmunk come out of their den and run across the snow, so they don't go into a total hibernation. So thinking about how they hibernate, a groundhog doesn't really need a lot of space in the winter. They actually don't want a lot of space. All they're doing is sleeping. So they usually have one room, a couple of entrances, so that if some animal is coming in one way, they can escape out the other way. But not a lot of animals mess with groundhogs. They're rather large animal. So they don't worry about being found out. And that's why if you find a groundhog den, you usually find a large mound of dirt piled outside of the hole. And that's because they don't care if someone knows where the hole is. Most animals don't bother them. A chipmunk, on the other hand, well, they're a partial hibernator. So their den needs more room, more space. They'll actually have several rooms inside of their burrow, inside of their den. They can include nesting chamber, food storage chamber, a bathroom. Other rooms are in there too, so that they can store more food. Now, that's why they're storing food is because they're only a partial hibernator. They need food during the winter time because their system doesn't slow down to the point where they can go into this state of basically not needing anything, a state of a coma almost. So that's why the dens are different. Now, because they're so small, it's not easy to find a chipmunk hole. The chipmunk hole is rather small, and there isn't a mound of dirt. They know that they can be found and eaten if they leave a mound of dirt outside their hole. So they spread that dirt around so that the animals can't find them, the predators. Now, these burrows that they make, because there's so many rooms and all, they can extend to be about 30 feet long. That's quite a long burrow for such a tiny little animal. And they're usually about three feet deep. That allows them to stay below frost level, keeps them a little bit warmer down there. So three feet deep, about 30 feet long. They spend most of their time inside the burrow. And part of the reason is because, well, they have done studies and found that chipmunks actually require about 15 hours of sleep each day. Yes, I said hours. So they sleep away more than half the day, probably because they have a higher metabolism than some of your larger animals, so they need to save their energy. And they also want to avoid danger. That's another reason they spend a lot of time in the burrow. They come out of the burrow mostly just to collect food and to get some sunlight so that they can survive. Now, they are prey for a lot of different animals. Like I said earlier, birds of prey, snakes will eat chipmunks, fox, weasel, coyotes, raccoons, 
bobcats, and rats. And there are some other animals that if they can catch them, they'll eat them. Now, some people consider chipmunks a nuisance. I've actually known of people that'll use BB guns and shoot them just because they got into their garden. But they usually don't cause that much damage. They can damage gardens a little bit, but you got to realize this is a tiny little animal. I get chipmunks in my garden, my vegetable garden, and they do burrow. I will find the holes every once in a while, but they don't really damage the plants much. So that's why I don't understand why people don't like them. Maybe because they're small and they're considered a rodent. But if you are one of those people who doesn't want chipmunks around your property, and like I said earlier, you won't get a lot of them. They are very solitary. So you may get a few if you have a large piece of property, but you're not going to get a whole bunch. It's not like they have large groups. But once you do get rid of one, guess what? You're going to get another one coming back. So to me, it doesn't make sense to poison them. It doesn't make sense to shoot them. What makes sense to me is to, well, first of all, I always recommend learn to live with them. But if you can't, if it just drives you crazy and you just hate these critters, which you really shouldn't, um, I always would recommend deterring them or trapping them. Yeah, you can set a trap and relocate them, but once again, you're going to just keep getting them back. Um, You can deter them, which is the better option. And they do make different odors that will deter chipmunks. And I'm not going to get into it because we don't have a lot of time, but there are ways, look it up on the internet, try to deter them. Now, one of the reasons that I always like chipmunks and I always like to have them around is because they are kind of environmentalists. They are good for the environment. I mean, first of all, I mentioned how they are food for other animals. So they are part of the food web, not just food chain, but part of the food web. They also help to aerate your property, aerate your garden. By adding these burrows underneath, they're helping to add oxygen to the soil, helping the plants grow. And because of their diet, they are very good at spreading mycorrhiza, which is a fungus that aids in plant growth. It helps the plants gather water and nutrients. They're also great at seed dispersal too. Just like squirrels, they'll take these seeds, they'll take them to another place, bury them or put them into their their dens in the storage area. And sometimes the seeds will drop out and they are spreading them around. Other times they are burying them and forget where they are. And of course, sometimes seeds get pooped out and they are self-fertilized. So they are great at seed dispersal as well. Now, what is their conservation status? Well, there's only one chipmunk known as the Palmer's chipmunk, which is in southern Nevada. They are the only endangered chipmunk And they're endangered because of human encroachment and cat predation. I am a 
big advocate of keeping cats indoors. Cats are not a natural part of the environment. They are a predator, and they will go after whatever. It's in their instinct. So leave your cats indoors. So that's why this poor guy, the Palmer's chipmunk, is endangered. Cat predation and human encroachment. They're losing their habitat. Now, the Buller's chipmunk, which is in Mexico, is considered vulnerable. And that's due to habitat fragmentation. So they're building roads, they're building uh, towns, they're building things which are basically breaking up the habitat of the Buller's chipmunk. So although the conservation status of most species of chipmunks is basically they're doing fine, they're doing good, they still should be protected. Keep your cats indoors. Don't put poison out for them. Don't shoot them. Don't trap them and kill them. Just learn to live with them. So anyhow, um, we're pretty much out of time, and I'm going to get back to watching this cute little chipmunk out my window torment my dogs a little more. Well, I hope you enjoyed wandering through nature with me. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate and review, and make sure you share it with your friends too. Maybe they'd enjoy learning about the chipmunks in their backyards. And don't forget to support the podcast through my Patreon page, or you can also do my Ko-Fi. And I'd also like to mention that just released, I have a couple of nature journals. They are now on Amazon. I'll leave the links in the show notes. So if you enjoy writing about or maybe drawing, sketching about your adventures in nature, your wanderings through nature, grab one of these journals, nature journals, that you can do that. And I also want to mention that my merch site is also live. I'll leave the link for that in the show notes. If you'd like to learn more about the Nature Wanderer and my wanderings through nature, be sure to join me on my website at naturewanderer.org. You can also find me on Facebook at The Nature Wanderer and on Instagram at The Nature Wanderer with underscores in between each word on Instagram. And above all, keep exploring the nature around you. Thanks and have a great day. Hey, did you know that plastic is produced with oil? A fossil fuel that pollutes the environment. Wouldn't it just be awesome if we could live our lives without plastic. Well, there's a company that wants to help you do just that. Life Without Plastic. They sell products that will reduce or eliminate your dependence on plastic. They have a large selection of products like toothbrushes, food storage containers, drinking straws. And the best part is that they're also very reasonably priced. So what are you waiting for? Check out all these great plastic-free products and help save the planet. 
Just click on the link in the show notes to find out more and to start your journey to being plastic free.